Welcome to the Profitable Audience Podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about a marketing method that I was actually skeptical about for a very long time, but I've turned the corner and it is now one of my top five revenue sources, I would say. For my well, I'm excited store. about this because I just dove into it last week. So ah, yes. I'm the, I'm the newbie and you're the uh, professional on this podcast. Well, I wouldn't call myself the professional, but uh, I have been doing it for probably a couple years now, right? All right. And I know point. that, so we're going to talk about SMS because we yep. do, I don't think we, I don't think we yeah, clarified no, We didn't even that. talk about what we're talking about yet. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about SMS today. And I think this is a very important and timely topic because iOS 15 is now out. Yes. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, I will include it in the show notes and you guys can take a listen. It talks about all the changes that Apple is making that's really going to hurt your email marketing. And it gives you some suggestions on what you can do to work around it. But one I of don't the- like Apple. Apple's just <laughs> ruining my life here. It's ruining a lot of small business owners' lives here. It is. And I'm actually already seeing a little bit of wonkiness on Clavio's side. Uh, for one of my e-commerce clients, and I oh it, yeah, it's already started. Yeah, yeah, and there, you and you sh- your email provider probably I know Clavio has a banner at the top of the uh, when you go to your campaigns I think that talks about issues that you could potentially have with iOS 15. So I, I haven't checked any other email providers for that, but I know Clavio is giving a warning. I mean, basically, already. if your open rate has shot up, yeah, it's not because you're getting better at email <laughs> <Yeah>. marketing. <laughs> Your titles have not improved. <laughs> but one of the ways to combat that is SMS. And I know, I don't know what your email open rates are. Mine are a little bit higher, I think, than some people. But, you know, my clients' open rates are in the, like, low 20s, typically, for email open rates, before SO, before iOS, right? So, I, you know, those are accurate, as accurate as possible numbers. But text messaging is actually the open rate is exceptionally high. I mean, I don't actually even look at the open rate. I just look at the click-through rate. I, right. I don't know if the open rate is 100% accurate, but like the click-through rate is like on par with the open rate on email. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Double digits, and which is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think pretty much everybody opens the text, unless you're, um, shout out to Paul Ivanovsky, who when I was visiting him last month, I think he had like 875 unread text messages on his phone. And, really? Uh, I know. He's the only person I've ever seen that has that level of unread text messages. And uh, I made a note to never text him because. I'll How can you it. not read your text, though? I don't know. Like, I don't need, like, sometimes I don't want to, and I still inadvertently click on it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I get a preview on my phone, so I guess technically I don't have to click to read it. But yeah. I mean, basically everyone reads their. T- I, right. Almost. I, I don't know anyone like Paul, actually. Yeah, I don't either. But I was I was floored when I saw that uh, number. But anyway, outside of Paul Ivanovsky, I think everybody else everybody else opens their text. So today we're going to talk a little bit about text message marketing, which I'm just new to the game. And you, as you said, you've been doing it for a couple of years. But here's my question for you that I was thinking about this morning: is that you know I'm setting it up right now for an e-commerce seller. So it seems to me pretty simple and obvious about what you're going to send a customer that when you have a physical product for them to purchase or even a digital product. But my, I started thinking about this because the client that I set it up for, she really does a lot of content marketing. She doesn't do a lot of pushing salesy emails to her. They, they, and they don't really work. Uh, aside from the like final hours to get your 30% discount, 
you know, for her, her business and a lot of people's businesses, the content marketing and the just continuing to like nurture people works a lot better. So what I thought we could talk about today was let's talk about text messaging when you're not just sending people a notification that something's on sale or that it's time to get their free chips and salsa. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about in the context of content? Yeah. I mean, the way I've been doing it, uh, I've been doing it much less time for for my blog, just right. to be clear. I think I've only been doing it for the, since the beginning of this year, really. L- okay. Less than a year, actually. I've been using it mainly to get people to my workshops and my webinars. Anything that requires some sort of reminder or a sign-up or something that's really high value, uh, I actually did an informal poll of my uh, followers on email, whether they'd be willing to get a text message every single week regarding content, right? Mm -hmm. Sending them like the latest blog post, the latest YouTube video. And the feelings were kind of mixed. I would say it'd be, it was about 50% were like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'd want to get it. Like no more than once a week if you decide to do it that way. Right. And then the rest were just either kind of indifferent or they didn't want texts at all. Like they reserved that for messaging that they actually want to get on a regular basis, like from their friends or maybe an occasional sale from a store they really love, but not just like content being pushed to them. Right. So let's talk about the first thing is, you know, so you you pulled your audience and it seemed 50-50. Half people wouldn't mind, half people would. But the nice thing is the people that don't want it don't have to sign up and you don't have to text them. Uh, so that's the, that's the first. Well, positive. no, but I want them for the webinars, webinars right? right. They just, but can't you tag, you can tag people. And so you can only send, if the people want a weekly update with content, those people can get that. And then you can blast the That's correct. webinars to everybody. So it's, it's very similar to email in that you can segment out people. In well, the, what's different about it though, is you're paying, yes. I would say two cents, at least two to three cents per subscriber, right? Right. So to me, in my mind, I mean, it's it's kind of hard for me to justify like sending them to a piece of content because I'm losing money on that transaction. It might in the long term pay off, but I have no way of measuring that. Right. Yeah, because this content is people are coming to the content from a variety of different ways. So it's hard to see which one's making you money, really. Right. I would say. Yeah. Plus, I'm actually signed up to a bunch of people's SMS lists. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of them are sending me messages on a weekly basis with content, actually. Are, are you on a lot of SMS lists? I'm on a lot of SMS lists for brands. And I this is what made me think about it this morning is I don't think I'm on any SMS list for tr- like content, like a site like my wife quitter. Like I'm on, I'm not on your text list. You're not? No, I'm trying to save you money. Oh, okay. Well, I'll spend two cents on you. It's okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Well, I'm. On, I think I'm on your push notification list, your messenger list, your email list. I think I get seven emails from you a week because all my different email lists, my email addresses are on your list for uh, when we've tested stuff. Uh, I mean, this is why I like email and push a little bit better from the monetary aspect, right? Like SMS is kind of reserved for, like, you want to get a conversion of some sort or some some sort of conversion or goal. It doesn't have to be monetary per se because you have to pay. I mean, it really yeah. adds up. Actually, the international customers are even more expensive. Right? Oh, I did not know that. So we're talking about, you know, every send I make with, I, I don't have a huge SMS list for my wife quit, but it's still like a couple hundred bucks. It can be yeah. a couple hundred bucks per send, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk first about 
where are you getting people to sign up? So SMS is similar to email where you can, you know, you can have people text to sign up. So I think everyone's seen this where it's like text the word, you know, chilies to 61645 or right. whatever. And you, so there's that way. But there's also other ways that you can have people opt in to SMS. So what are you doing on my wife quitter job to get people on your list? I mean, I only use two methods. I use text the word to a number and then I use the what is called the two tapped opt in. Okay. Where they click on a link, it automatically opens their messaging app with the whole message and the whole opt-in pre-populated. All I have to do is hit send to get on. Let me tell you why that's the case. If you use a form where someone mm-hmm. actually has to type in their number, yep. Like everyone, like everyone's gonna type it in wrong, or not everyone, but like a large portion. A lot of people, of people are, will are gonna type it in wrong. Like, do you put the one in there or whatever? And then what ends up happening is you end up sending messages to the wrong number. And I wanted. Uh, the privacy laws on text messaging are really strict. Yeah. Like you can't be sending messages to someone unless they explicitly opt in. And so just to play it absolutely safe, like I've only opted in people who actually had to physically do something. Yep. And not just type in, like someone could literally go down your number. I, actually, I, I've always wondered this. If someone just decided to enter the entire phone book into your SMS form, mm-hmm. like technically you get charged a penny just for the opt-in message that gets sent. Yeah. I wonder if someone could just bankrupt you with a bot. Thanks for giving that idea out. Well, (laughs) I was just thinking about that myself, actually. Um, So that's why I I do it the way I do it. Okay, so let's talk about this thing that's pre-populated. Is that a feature in the service? It's a feature for all the the, uh, text messaging services. So just to be clear, like I use PostScript, Mm -hmm. and I think you're on PostScript too. Yep. PostScript is for e-commerce stores. Yes. Primarily because the, I think they, I don't know if this has changed, but they only support Shopify or they, they did in the beginning. Well, they have, in, they're integrated. They integrate with a ton of services though. Yeah. I mean, the reason why, and this is kind of geeky, but the reason why I like PostScript is they had a really good API. Mm-hmm. So I can like literally do whatever I want, like outside of what they offer on the graphical interface. Yeah. So, but you're still using them for my wife quit. I'm using them for my wife quit and they're not an e-commerce store. I'm not using any of the e-commerce features okay yeah so you have people sign up one of two ways text the number and then they i always grab the email for so are we talking about my wife quit land or let's talk about my wife yeah okay my wife quit land i always get an email first Mm -hmm. and then as soon as they get the email as soon as they opt in for the free lead magnet which is a six-day mini course then i say hey would you like a free bonus companion lesson just enter in your text message or enter in your phone number and I'll send you that bonus lesson. And this is the place to ask me questions. Like just okay. text me and I'll respond. So I noticed our friend Brandon Turner, Beardy Brandon on Instagram, is doing this pretty heavily lately. Maybe it's been a while, but I just happened to notice it in the past couple months where he is, he's, that's basically his, cus, not customer service, but he's asking people to text him questions. Uh, yes. And so do you get, I was curious about this. Do you get a lot of questions via text? I do. Okay. Okay, here, let me, there's a comment on that. Like, you know me, I, I don't actually like getting a flood of messages. I know. <laughs> but you can convert a lot of people with conversations. Yes, like, this text has happened feels to me. personal. Right, it feels very personal. So if someone asks me a question on text, I almost always answer it, like if it's a concrete question that I can answer. Right. Some people say, "Hey, how do I make money?" Like, I'm not going to yeah. answer that. But if someone <laughs> send them to Beardy me, Brandon, tell them yeah, text exactly. this number. 
Tell me the meaning of life, Steve, yeah. in 160 <laughs> characters. No, um, yeah, I'll, I'll email back, I'll text back. And then if I have a conversation, I know that if that person comes to like one of my workshops, mm-hmm. they're going to sign up for the class. Right. Because of that conversation. Personal. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm sure there's people out there that are not familiar. Because if you're not familiar with how this works as a marketer, I'm sure there's someone out there thinking, I'm going to be on my phone responding to texts all day long, which is not how it works. Um, nope. Because they're not actually texting you, which is nice. Now, are you using Gorgeous to manage? Yes, I use Gorgeous, which is another tool where I consolidate all of my social media, all my emails and texts, Facebook Messenger, all in one place, which is really nice. I don't think I could live without that tool. No, me either. And I actually just got added to someone's Gorgeous account today very reluctantly. (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, 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 no. No, it's a great way to manage customer service and all of your different, especially if you have even if you don't have a team, I think it keeps everything nicely in one place. So you're not checking six different places every day for ways to communicate with your audience or your customer. So the nice thing about texting is that it, when it comes to like your responses to people, it's just like you're emailing somebody back or responding to a Facebook message. It's all even if you're just I think you can just respond directly in the texting service too. you don't have to integrate it with. That's correct. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, you but don't definitely, I would say like I do like them as far as how easy they make everything. Yeah, I mean, I like PostScript because of the price. Yeah. Um, other providers will charge you just for holding subscribers yeah. on your list, but PostScript just charges you for the send. Yeah, so check that out when you're looking at pricing for different yeah. services. Okay, so that's what you do, and then when you are with when you are using this for my wife quit her job, the main thing that you're so I guess people can text to get a bonus. Correct. So they're getting the free six-day mini course, and then you're giving them a bonus lesson via text. And so that just delivers to them, what, through a link? Yeah, through a link, and then there's a landing page, and then there's just a a video, and then there's like a PDF and other stuff on there. Okay. And then now that you have those people, what do you do with them? I mainly text them probably on a monthly basis, I would say, whenever we have a workshop Mm -hmm. that's going on. Uh, I want to say, like, if there's like a piece of content that I absolutely want them to read, or if I'm going to promote Seller Summit or something like that, I'll use text message. But okay. it's very infrequent. Yeah. So I know, like, with email, we talk about you need to be emailing people regularly. How do, how does that convert for texting? As far as if you don't text somebody for two months, someone gets on your list, and then you don't have a webinar, right? Because it's like Christmas time, and you don't do one in December. Does that affect texting like it does for email if you don't email people I on a regular basis? I think it's the same basis? way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, think about if you get a text from, like, some random number. That's yeah. why, like, whenever I actually send out a text, I say, hey, this is Steve from My Wife Quit Her Job. Okay. Um, I've actually received a couple texts from my friends. Uh, like, I actually just got one recently from I, Daniel uh, DiPiazza. I don't know if yeah. you remember him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw like, him on Instagram. Yeah. So I got a text from him. But he didn't say his name, nothing. He just said, hey, this is the last chance to do this and this and this. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Because I get a lot of political texts. I don't know if you do. You know, I get really randomly I get political texts. And I always just unsubscribe because I'm thinking there's no way. In you can't unsubscribe them. They, they're the exception to the rule. They are that's allowed a, that to That makes spam no you. sense to me. Can we talk about how that is just wrong? It, it's wrong, but that's, I can't remember who I talked to about that. But they're allowed to do it. And they I have can't. everyone's phone number. Why can't Chili's text us like that? Why does it have to be political <laughs> text? Just give me my free chips and queso. Come on. Uh, that doesn't seem fair. Anyway, if I didn't know him personally, yeah. like, I would have marked that as spam. 
Okay. And he actually followed it up with another text message afterwards. Like maybe like four hours later, he said, oh, sorry, that last text was from me. Right. But I think the damage had been done by then. He, yeah. I hadn't received a text from him in probably six months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I may, Maybe I'll start signing up for some. You should because it's just interesting. Like I don't know if anyone really knows what they're doing per se. Right. But it's just interesting the way to see how other people are using it. So you primarily send out texts to promote the workshops. Do you, you don't really run sales, do you, on your course? I don't, I mean, you, but I, I do during Black Friday only, actually. Okay. So you'll or, send a text out on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Yeah. Or if there's just some sense of urgency, like the price is going up on something. Like, for example, if I have a segment for Seller Summit, I will mm-hmm. send it, like, you know how we raise the price, like every yeah. every couple of weeks, I think, leading up to the event. Yeah. I'll probably send a, a text messages uh, for okay. that purpose. Let's talk about some other places you could get people to sign up for text. Like, so you have it just to opt in to get the bonuses. Would you would you want people to sign up? I know, like for e-commerce, like I just installed it on the checkout page, right? So people can sign up there. But on a content site, would you kind of run it just like you would a lead magnet? Uh, to get people to come on. Yeah, I mean the lead magnet. The way I described it is how how I am getting opt-ins on my wife quit. It's just different. Uh, it's a different mentality for me at least because you have to pay for every send. And in e-commerce land, I know I'm going to make money off of each send, so yeah. it's it's not an issue, right? For content, I mean technically, I guess you're paying by the send too for email, right? Even though, yeah. it, but it's flat rate, so it, yeah, it's, does it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. So maybe if SMS went that way, I I would consider maybe sending every other week, maybe. Yeah. But because email is based on subscribers. Right. Typically, because, pricing yeah. not every email service, but most of them. Right. I you know I wonder if it was pay per send. I would still I would probably just still send willy nilly on email. Actually, really? I don't know why the mentality is different. Yeah. I'm trying to think well, if it's that's probably true because or not. you have hard data for your email, so you basically know. You, you probably have a better concept of what your email is making you versus what text messaging is making you. That's correct, actually. I mean, I whenever I run a workshop, I kind of throw the kitchen sink at everyone. Like I right. email, SMS, Facebook Messenger, and push notifications, like all channels, essentially. I know, because I get them. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, now, uh, yeah. Now you know why I'm not sending up your text. I think for content, though... I. It'd be interesting to see. I, I don't know anyone who I'm, who I'm personally signed up with that pushes out content on a weekly basis through text. So I so here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about, thinking about all the different ways that content sites make money. So obviously, if you sell a physical product on your content site, you're going to push out sales, product information. If you get a new, like a product launch, one of my clients is launching a couple new products this weekend. And so we're actually frantically trying to get people on text so that we can let them know about it about this upcoming, you know, new product launch. Digital products would be the same, letting people know you have digital products products for sale, maybe something's been updated, you have, you know, new something new to sell or a sale. Uh, what about affiliate offers? That's what I was just thinking. I think during this Black Friday, I'm going to start sending out like my favorite affiliate offers. Mm-hmm. Or I might just put together a landing page of my favorite offers and send people there. Yeah, in so a, in I two step. It would be cheaper to just send people to the landing page. Well, at that point, I don't think about one... price because because the affiliate <laughs> offers are going to convert, right? Yeah, yeah. Like with con- the, that's that's the thing with content, you're you're not making any direct 
money from it. Yeah. Which is the thing maybe I need to get over. I, you know, I, I also think about myself, which is usually the wrong thing to do. Like, I don't actually want texts. Yeah. Like, I, I know people, I think it's a little bit different than email in that, like, texts, like, if you send more than someone's comfortable with, they're going to unsubscribe. However, they might want to get that text from you for some sort of workshop or some freebie or some right. deal, right? So you kind of want to keep them on, or you have a really tight segmenting, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, where you where the people who want the text on a regular basis will will get them. Yeah, I would. I mean, my first thought with affiliate offers would be, like, especially with Black Friday, like this is a good strategy. Create a page of offers because most of the merchants that you probably promote on your site anyway as an affiliate, they're gonna email you ahead of time with their Black Friday deals. I mean, they almost all do. Uh, at least the ones that I've, even like in the lifestyle space, you usually get a heads up. And and apparently now Black Friday, I got an email about a Black Friday already starting. I'm like, it is not even October. We cannot have a Black Friday sale. Did you really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I won't say, I won't say who it is. But uh, anyway, like that, that landing page, because then you're sending everybody to one page. But I, I often think, okay, but if it's a really great deal, and this is probably more so in the lifestyle space with more of a an impulse purchase, but if... Kohl's has an Instapot for $39 on Black Friday. Like your conversion rate is probably going to be a lot better if you just send a text with a link to that affiliate offer. I agree. Yeah. But what are the rules? Are there rules on that with what you can send an affiliate? Like, I mean, I'm sure on the affiliate side, you've got to make sure that that's in their terms and conditions that you can send an affiliate because usually it's like you're putting it on your website or you have to like list how you're doing it. I actually don't even know the rules, to be honest with you, on Amazon. Like, I don't think you're allowed to, right? on text I either would, i don't think you're allowed to with amazon or i mean i think i would not text out an amazon link unless you are a thousand percent certain because they will ban your account on right. black friday and you will not yes. get any money yes. but i was thinking of other like you know kohl's has an affiliate program all the e-commerce tools uh but i also yeah, wonder, all those should, i'm sure it's fair game for those yeah um i mean because at the end of the day they want conversions uh so it would seem to me that if, you know, Shopify was having a blowout Black Friday sale, you would do better just texting people that sale information versus, but at the same time, you don't want to send out seven texts on Black Friday to people for who, that follow you that are used to getting texted once a month. Yeah, I would probably just do it to a landing page of yeah. all my favorite deals. I feel like, uh, I mean, if I'm going to send out a text individually, I would have to put together some sort of small narrative regarding the text. Yeah. Like this is like the lowest price I've ever seen it. This is my favorite tool sign up here yeah. and make sure I keep it under 160 characters or, yes. or that's the thing. I mean, literally it doubles as soon as you cross over 160 characters. And if you use an image, it becomes three cents a text, which makes it three X the cost. So I wondered about the image because I actually like image text. Like I think they're funny. Like when I get one, I always look at it. Uh, yes. So obviously that works, right? Gets your attention. But is it worth the extra penny? It is for Bumblebee Linens. We always use an image. Okay. We always use an image. For my wife quit when I'm sending out like workshop reminders and stuff. Doesn't matter, I don't think. Have you tried it? Yes. I okay. I use the so I only use the image on the last day when the card is closing. Please tell me you use the Chew Fuchsia image. I do not. I think you need to do one with you as Chew, or you as a, who is it? Uh, oh my goodness, from Back to the Future. The one of you, Doc. Doc, bro. You know, here's yeah. the thing. Um, you know, when you open your text, like the preview, 
mm-hmm. is the Im- it says an image is it depends on what phone you have yeah, obviously what kind but of phone? but sometimes it just says image and you want to see what that image is so you open yeah. it i think that's yeah, the so reason it's like why it works Fuchsia says well no tonight. sometimes it doesn't even show you a preview of the image it just says image was attached yeah and you want to see what that image is or something yeah but i think if they saw that image they would convert I'll try it next time, actually. I will try yeah. it. You're talking about the Doc Brown image? Yeah, e- either one. Either one of you of Chufuchus or the Doc Brown. I think either one of those would work. Just something that's like really unexpected. Yeah, okay. I'll try that next time. I'll have to make a note. Because a lot of times, too, your cart normally closes on Sunday, right? It does, yes. So a lot of times, like for me on Sundays, that's a day that I don't typically work a lot. And so I know for you, you do work on Sundays. But for me... Like if I saw a text on Sunday and it wasn't from like someone that I like knew personally, I probably wouldn't open it until Monday. I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Like whatever it is, I don't want to mess with it. So I wonder if seeing something like entertaining might affect people differently. That's interesting. I actually have not tested the cart closing on a different day in a long time. Cart yeah. used to close on Thursday actually a long time ago. Yeah. I don't love Sunday cart closing to totally change the subject, but – uh I just think there's a lot of people that aren't like aren't online. Interesting. Yeah, it'd probably be worth experimenting. It would just shift my entire schedule, though. Yeah, I know. I know. I know yeah. you. You got a thing going. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite, actually. Like, I don't like doing sign up stuff during the week because I got stuff to do during the week. Whereas yeah. the weekend, like, I have a clearer mind. Like, I can think about whether I actually want to sign up for something. Yeah. So, I guess. Okay. It's so. Yeah. Getting back to affiliate offers. Yep. I think it's probably best unless it's a unless it's like, you know, March 3rd and there's some crazy great deal on something that you know your audience will love. You know, it's probably best to create a landing page and send people to a landing page, especially if it's around a holiday or Black Friday, things like that, where because um, you don't want to be sending people multiple offers in a day on text. Yeah. In fact, I think most text message providers have this like safe send feature. So you don't accidentally yes. spam people with multiple texts in a day. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about, let's see, we talked about physical products, digital products, affiliate marketing. I've never done this. I don't know. And you've never done this. So I'm just interested. I wonder if adding text messaging would allow you to up your charge with working with a brand. Of course it does. Yes. But like, how would you even, I can't even, like, how would you price that out? So on all of these sponsorship materials for Seller Summit, for example, we put yep. in how many text message per, you know subscribers that we have. And I think in terms of comparing it to email, for example, yeah, I would say an SMS subscriber is probably worth at least 5x more than an email subscriber and possibly really? up to 8 to 10x. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like the click-through rates, right? Like I usually get at least like a double-digit click-through rate on text. But on email, my click-through rate is like 1.5% or percent, right? So, you know, that's like 6, 7x right there. And would you, like I know we do stuff with Seller Summit, it's all packaged, you can't piecemeal it. Would you ever sell a text out? Because I know people sell email blasts. Yes. I, I don't know if I would. I don't think I would unless it was already part of something else that I was going to send out. So, for example, let's say I was sending out a, like the replays for Seller Summit. Yep. On that landing page where I'm saying the replays, I could have like a, you know, a special sponsor message up top for that. Yeah, that, that makes would sense. be okay. 
Okay, that's a whole other thing, though. So think about this. Would you ever promote a sponsor's SMS as part of a package deal? So, like, we can just use Seller Summit as an example. You know, if a sponsor, if we're doing a session, let's just say we're doing a session on SMS at Seller Summit. It's on the recording, and PostScript is the sponsor, which I think is actually accurate. It is accurate. They are a sponsor, yes. Uh, So... Hey, Postscript, how you doing? So let's just say we decided to put a banner at the top of our video for that and say, hey, if you want to learn more about Postscript, text, you know, whatever to the Postscript tech opt-in, right? That's not ours. It's Postscripts. Like, would you ever do that for a brand where you're promoting their opt-in versus yours? I mean, if we're talking about Seller Summit, this is actually what I would do. If I were them, I would give away something. Yes. And then just say, hey, text here to enter. So you can run a giveaway. Or they could just be giving away something that's really cool, like a piece of information or a book on text messaging and have them opt in that way instead of like using a banner on a landing page, which probably wouldn't work as well. Well, not on a landing page, but like on the video, you know. Or, yeah, or on the video. That wouldn't work as well as like a direct text. And they're, they're actually opting in in that case. Right, right. But would you would you ever think about including that as part of like a sponsorship or promoted package where you actually promote the brand's SMS versus your own? I mean, right now you're asking me this question. I haven't thought about it that much. Yeah. I, right now, I probably wouldn't do it unless it felt right. The yeah. the solutions that we were just talking about didn't feel right. But yeah. the seller summit one that I just proposed that that feels okay to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think there's times where it would work, but I think you have to. It's it's one of those things where you have to think real carefully about. Well, let's just say this. I think the average, I don't know if these numbers are accurate anymore, but I think the CPMs for email blast is something like 120 CPM. Mm-hmm. For a text, that would have to be like probably 5x more. Yeah. If you were to charge for it. And who knows how many unsubscribes you're going to get. Like you just started text messaging. I'm, I'm kind of curious what your unsubscribe rate is, but mine's typically 1% to 2% mm-hmm. each time I make a send. And if you think okay. about it compared to email, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, very high. Yeah. For email, I lose maybe 0.1% at most, maybe. Yeah. I have some emails that don't have any unsubscribes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But with SMS, I always get unsubscribes. So if you think about it this way, I mean, you're shedding your own people with this offer that they might not even be into. Right. So... I mean, yeah, I think that's going to end up being an interesting conversation as SMS becomes more popular because I think brands right now, they want to take advantage of everything that they can that you have to offer. So it'll be interesting to see if brands start wanting that included as well. I'm sure they will. What'll be interesting is whether the text inbox becomes like Gmail where you have a promotional text box, a spam text box, and a main box. I already have a spam folder. I don't know if you have it on your iPhone. I probably do and don't know it. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing so, me. <laughs> yeah, so some of my texts, I just tell, hey, I don't want to get these anymore. They go to spam, or some of them just go straight to spam now. Okay. And I remember for, I think it was for like a period of like two weeks, there was actually another inbox on my text message before I think Google changed something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that might be coming also. So it might yeah. be going like the way of email. I can't imagine, like for me, text messaging is really personal. Like, yeah, I can count... Like there's maybe three brands that I actually subscribe to via text. Yeah. Yeah. I subscribe to far too many. I probably should How many? Let me look at my phone right now and I'll see what's on there just in the past. I bet you're um, more of the norm actually. I mean, I get texts from Verizon. I have texts from, let's see, a couple brands, Rent the Runway. Uh, right. Let's see, Home Depot, 
Chili's, a place that I didn't subscribe to, so I have to unsubscribe. I think someone else gave him my phone number, like, you know, tell, give us three of your friends, which I feel like you're not allowed to do you're that. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah, so that's happening. Oh, a planner company that I bought a planner from. So I think I'm subscribed to any time that I log in, anytime I make a purchase, I almost always subscribe to text messaging. And actually, this is really interesting. I was chatting. I have a friend who you know, and he won't, he doesn't buy anything online. Um, he, he does not buy anything. He buys very little online. He wants to walk into the store, like touch it, feel it, check it out be able to return it in the store like if there's a problem like he doesn't really trust Amazon like he doesn't trust like like he doesn't trust like he's like everything there is made in China I'm like everything in Home Depot is made in China like it's all the same stuff it's just delivered differently but he and I had this whole conversation about marketing and he's like I just don't understand people that will like get an email and click over and buy you know and I said well trust me a lot of people do but he said that with texting he will subscribe to texting all day long like if it's a company that he likes, because he's like, well, I want to be able to like track my order. I want to be able to see that stuff. So even like I thought it was interesting, someone that's kind of hesitant with like email marketing and just like online buying in general, trust the text way more than the email. And I think it's because it has that personal component to it, right? Like, I think that just by saying that you'll answer customer service questions via text. Yeah. will encourage someone to just stay on. Yeah. Like we get a ton of texts from Bumblebee Linens. Yeah. For customer service. And here's, here's I, I don't know if this is true universally, but I think that if it's a brand that someone loves, and that people aren't going to be subscribed to a lot of brands. Maybe, maybe you're right. the exception. I, I don't know. But for me, like if it's a brand that I want, I'll yeah. be subscribed to maybe five or six brands because I want to know when they're going to have a sale. Yes. Uh, restaurants, it works really well for me. Like I do, if there's a that's coupon. That's my problem. I am on yeah. like every restaurant. Well, and I think that's where I get sucked in is the coupon. Yes. Like, I don't want to pay for an onion, bloom an onion at Outback. I want to know when it's free uh, or when I or when I can get it for five bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I just went to Rubio's like out of the blue because they sent me a buy one, get one free text. Yes. Yes. I will say I think Chili's was the first. Co- I was joking about them, but they were the first company that I think I ever subscribed to with text messaging because I feel like I've been on their text forever. Um, in Chipotle and like on those Chipotle days where they text you and they're like free guac because all my kids add guac to their order not all of them but a lot of them and like next thing you know I'm like 20 bucks in in guac I'm like today's the day we're going to Chipotle because you get free guac (laughs) like but anyway it's just yeah I think I think that's the reason why I like the tech stuff because I one I do it does feel way more personal but two like I want the promotion I want the deal and everything is magnified. Like if we do a flash sale in Bumblebee Linens on text, it works a yeah. lot better than an email. Yeah. Uh, just because they're getting that. on their phone, there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. It's just amplified. And then my wife quit, I guess. I actually don't do a whole lot of that. It's just mainly for the workshops at this point. So yeah. I don't have a whole lot of data. And also because you don't really um, have a sale ever. Like there's your webinars are your sale. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't do sales typically. So a couple of things I was thinking of, of ways to use text um, if you're a content creator and you can, these are literally, these are literally just top of mind and sort of brainstorming. But would you ever text somebody about a YouTube video that you had out coming out to help like kind of push the algorithm to get a lot of views right away? You know, I have considered doing that. Okay. I'd consider doing that. The only reason that I think I would ever do that because YouTube just generates its own traffic, right? Through recommendations. Yeah. Is yeah. if someone paid for a sponsored video, mm-hmm. I would probably 
maybe include that as part of the package. Like I'll text it out just to make sure that video does better. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with YouTube. If you have a lot of views on the video in the first day, is that going to help the video overall or does it kind of even out? I think any boost that you can give to it in like the first hour really helps. Yeah. So what about, yeah. Okay. So that, that would be a possibility. Uh, just remember that it costs money to text. To text, costs right. you a penny. Yeah, I mean, it obviously depends on the size. I mean, yeah. What about using te- so? Let's just say you're building text because I think text is actually pretty easy to, like, it's easy to. Ins- it's not like trying to grow a Facebook audience where you've got to like constantly throw content out there. Like, it's kind of easy to get people to sign up for text messages if you offer them like some sort of bonus or piece of con- like freebie or whatever. I was thinking. Because I I uh, I subscribe to Paul and Tiffany's text for Emma Luz, right? So they text every time they go live, which is a lot. Like they, so I get texts from them. Actually, not every time anymore, but they do text frequently when they're going live for a bigger sale. But I'm thinking, okay, what about texting when you go live on Facebook or Instagram to sort of also not trick the algorithm, but drive a lot of people there quickly. So when you first come on, you've got a lot of people. So then Facebook or Instagram is going to put that in more feeds. I mean, you're, there's no direct monetary tie to that unless you are selling something. But hey, so let's just say you're Laurie from Passionate Penny Pincher, who has a huge Facebook audience and also does SMS. Mm-hmm. And you have a product launch and you're going live on Facebook and Instagram with your product, right? So you have your new planner out. You're going to go talk about it. Would you text people to say, hey, I'm going live on Facebook so that you get an extra... Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the same as running a workshop or a webinar, right? Yeah. I always text the day, the morning of, and then like 10 minutes before and telling them I'm going live now. And do you see a diff? Like, do you see the people coming on once you do that? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone just floods on. Yeah. I would definitely do that. Especially if, like, you just mentioned Passion Pen Pincher. She's actually selling something, right? Yeah. 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 I I wouldn't do it just to go live and you show people how to make a craft, probably. Uh, yeah. Unless you could, unless you're directly tying it into like some sort of thing that you know will do well, right? Like, if, and, and obviously, when you're someone who's been doing it a long time, you know, you know, if you go on Facebook and do certain things, what's going to perform, what's not, and what's people are going to click through and buy. So, I think you have to have a little more information. But if you're selling something, absolutely. I mean, what's hard to measure is like the intangibles. Right. Like the more that you get someone to see you, whether yeah. it be live or on camera or, or audio or whatnot. Like the more they're likely to buy from you, so who knows? Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing and not text and not texting more often just for content. Because mm-hmm. content is what ultimately builds up to the final sale. Yeah. Is there any way to text video? Not directly into the text. Okay. You mean not a link, right? Like embed video. Yeah, like embed. Like, could you text somebody a TikTok? A TikTok video? I mean, you could link like, to the you, TikTok. You could link. You could send them the link, but you couldn't actually like. Like I know you can send gifts. I think you can actually. You can, yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. But you can't actually like embed a video to somebody to send. So it's just pictures and. You know, whenever I text someone a video just via text, I don't think the the protocol was meant for that. Like it always comes out really bad and grainy. Have you noticed Is that, that? on your, not on a, not with, not Apple to Apple. Apple right. to Apple. Apple to Android, really it looks horrible. Yeah. Like it's, it's so yeah. Much. But there's. Because I have a friend that always texts videos and they're like the size of the, a pencil eraser. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and all of it, like we're in a group text and we're all like, Lisa, what, what is wrong with you? Like none of us can view the video. She's like, this video is so funny. We're like, well, it, it probably is. None of us can see it because we're all over 40. But yeah, anyway, 
because that would be interesting too. I if I were you, because you just talked about text being so personal, so why not text more pictures of your face? I don't know. I think I'd rather be a conversation no, rather I know. than be a broadcast. So it, yeah. here's the thing: what I've noticed, anytime you can have a conversation with someone, that almost always, like, if someone messages me, I almost always close the sale, even though yeah. that might not be my intention. I'm just answering questions, and just yeah. by talking to them. Via tech, like think about it this way: how, how many people do you give out your phone number to? None, except for all the restaurants in my town, but none. But just in general, right? Like yeah. even with like people that you meet, I'm usually reluctant to give out my phone number. Yeah. And just the fact that you are and you're having this conversation via text, you instantly psychologically feel like you're friends with that person that you're texting on the yes. other end. Yeah. And that's really what makes it the most effective medium right now, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with you. Uh, so let's kind of wrap this up a little bit. I think the first takeaway is email is changing. And so I think SMS is a way to combat some of the changes that are happening, especially with iOS 15. I think the second thing is what you were just talking about is that texting feels very personal. So if you're able to make that connection with a potential customer, uh, the chances of you making the sale are probably significantly higher with texting over it just is, doesn't feel the same over email. And I think honestly, too, with email, and I've seen this in my e-commerce store, like when I respond, I mean, I respond to a lot of those emails anyway under a fake name. But when I respond and sign my name, people are always like, oh, you're probably not the one really doing this. And then when you come back and say, no, I am, people are always shocked that they're talking to you versus some customer service agent somewhere. What's funny about that is you could still run your text message service just like a traditional cons- customer yes, service. You, desk, you like, can. Yeah. But people, I think people have this assumption that email is already run by someone who lives in the Philippines or India, but they don't think that about texting, even if it's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, I think if you guys aren't on text messaging right now, you probably need to be. Uh, Email is certainly not dying, but Apple's making it very difficult for anyone to market right now. So I'm personally boycotting all Apple products. (laughs) You've always boycotted all (laughs) Apple products. But but I think it just goes to like what we talk about in a lot of different things that we do is it's just part of the strategy and you need to have a multi-pronged strategy for communicating with your audience, making money from your audience, you know, where they can find you. I mean, the more places that people can connect with you, I think the better. It doesn't necessarily have – and the nice thing about texting is it's not like Instagram or Facebook where you actually have to be putting content out on a daily basis – for people to connect with you. Texting, I mean, really, once a week seems reasonable. And honestly, if you don't really know what to text people, you could try just texting out new content or something like that just to see how it does. If it doesn't perform well, then don't spend the money on it. But you're not it's not this constant hamster wheel of cycle of every single day you need to be on there like some of the social media channels. Yeah, basically you own the customer, just like email. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, for more information about this episode, go to ProfitableAudience.com slash podcast, where we list all of the tools and resources mentioned in our show notes. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. When you write us a review, it not only makes our day, but it helps keep this podcast up in the ranks so other people can use this information, find the show more easily, and get some awesome business advice. Leaving a review is by far the best way to support the show. And please tell your friends because the greatest compliment that you can give us is to provide a referral to someone else, either in person or to share it on the web.
And if you're interested in building your own profitable audience, subscribe to our free six-day mini course where we walk you through the exact steps needed to find your niche, build a website, grab email subscribers, and monetize your content. You can sign up at ProfitableAudience.com free. Thanks for listening.